There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone we have and electricity lines. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. A move to a new location can oftentimes afford people a brand new start. On May 8, 1990, a little girl who had just recently moved to Sioux Falls with her family crossed paths with a dangerous man. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Donald Moeller was born on August 5, 1952, in Sioux Falls, to a 30-year-old father who left before he was born and a 17-year-old mother. When he was young, his mother remarried and the couple traveled with the Thomas Carnival, leaving Donald with neighbors for months on end. And the few times they brought him with them, when he was a little older, he would be tethered to the bus while the couple went out partying. His mother was a violent woman and, on one occasion, beat her son with a hot frying pan and knocked him senseless. She would also bring men to the home, men who were not her husband, and walk around the house naked, threatening violence to her son if he told her husband. On top of all of this, the young boy became an alcoholic at age 8 and was deep into drugs by 11. He was a bully and, in 1973, pushed his way into a car of a 21-year-old woman and threatened to kill her if she didn't strip for him. When she refused, he let her go. Six years later, he was in Wright, Wyoming, living with his stepsister, when he was caught trying to molest a 13-year-old neighborhood boy. He sliced the boy's leg, but he was able to flee, landing Donald in prison for a few years. Once out and back in Sioux Falls, Donald went to the apartment of a female acquaintance and asked if she wanted to go out drinking and dancing. She declined that offer, but did agree to stay in and watch television with him. Donald then grabbed a knife and began running it up and down her leg, threatening her if she didn't take off her clothes. She refused, and he threatened her sleeping baby. This sent her over the edge. The woman grabbed the knife from him, cutting her own hand, and he bolted from the apartment. He was caught, she pressed charges, and Donald was notified that there was a pretty good chance that he was going to be brought to trial and sent away for life due to his now lengthy record. He was told this news on May 8th, 1990, between 3 and 4 p.m. At 5.30 p.m., nine-year-old Becky O'Connell, whose family had just recently moved to the area a few months prior, went to a nearby store to pick up sugar for her lemonade, or candy depending on the source. This is where she crossed paths with a man on the verge. The next day, a man was walking through the woods near Lake Alvin and stumbled across a grotesque scene. Lying there was the naked body of Becky O'Connell, having been taken from the streets, raped, and then stabbed to death, a deep cut across her throat. Her death was considered one of the most heinous crimes in the state's history. And just after volunteering samples of blood, fingernails, and hair to the Sioux Falls investigators, Donald Moeller fled the area and wasn't captured until, nine months later, on March 6, 1991. This DNA was crucial in the case against Donald, and he was convicted of the rape and murder of Becky O'Connell. However, he was granted a new trial after the state Supreme Court, for whatever reason, ruled that the testimony of all the previous sexual assaults were inadmissible in court, making this seem like his first offense. He was convicted and sentenced again in 1997. 
He continued his appeals up until just before his scheduled execution when he seemed to have a change of heart. He claimed he deserved to die, a confession that he never made prior, and that any and all appeals made from that point on were not made with his support. His lawyers continued up until his final moments. Becky's mother and stepfather traveled from New York 22 years after the death of their daughter to see the man who took her life take his last breath on October 30th, 2012. After the execution was over, Tina Curl, Becky's mother, went up to the podium and showed the gathering crowd three photos as she spoke about her daughter. The first was Becky as a young child. The second was of her daughter's grave. And the last was an artist's rendition of what Becky would look like at 32 years old. Her stepfather, David, who had only just met Becky when she died, stood in front of the crowd and said that David Moeller would, quote, never take another breath or hurt another child. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.